At this point, vaccine passports are not a question of if, it's only how far-reaching they will become. We know that travel already requires vaccination proof in uh, most respects already, you know, crossing borders, getting on planes, things like that. Universities are starting to talk about requiring vaccination for admission, especially into dormitories and residences and things like that. You know, we've seen some entertainment venues that have brought in rules about who gets to come in, you have to be vaccinated, on and on it goes. It's a really tough pill to swallow for people who have chosen not to get vaccinated, no doubt, but it's not it's going to change the reality that we're living in. They're, they're part of life and will be going forward for at least uh, the next little while. But like so many of the other things that we face during this pandemic, it's all a work in progress. And it's raising all kinds of questions when it comes to fairness, privacy, all these different sorts of things. Uh, and we're a little behind the curve, as we are with many things in responding to this pandemic. So we're going to chat now with Arthur Schaefer, who is the founding director of the Center for Professional and Applied Ethics at the University of Manitoba. Mr. Schaefer, thank you for joining us this morning. Appreciate your time. Nice to be with you, Shay. Yeah, these, I mean, I think we've all accepted the fact that some sort of proof of vaccination will be part of our life in the future. But has the government done the job in getting us there? It seems to me like it's really sort of confusing. There's a lot of questions, and uh, nobody is really sure exactly how this is going to look going forward. Yeah, I think the federal government has dropped the ball, and some provincial governments as well. So let me explain. Uh, a few months ago, uh, I was asked to be an expert consultant to to a special federal committee on vaccine passports. And uh, my view then, which is the same as my view now, is that vaccine passports are inevitable, not just for international travel, but um, until we reach zero COVID, which maybe never or maybe in six months or a year, uh, people are going to want to open up society as quickly as possible, uh, resume schools and universities and residences and go to restaurants and go to watch the... uh, Edmonton, I almost said Eskimos, but I should say Elks, Elks. I think, uh, and, uh, and go to their gyms. And these things can happen safely and in a way that makes it feasible, economically feasible for a restaurant to operate or a football team or a university residence only if people are vaccinated. So rather than uh, keep society uh, shut down, uh, for the next six months, year, or God knows how long, uh, vaccine passports are a way of opening safely. Now, those who uh, can't be vaccinated, uh, suppose, for example, you've had an organ transplant and you're taking immunosuppressive drugs, so the vaccine may not produce antibodies for you. Well, you're vulnerable. I think people who uh, are whose health status makes them very vulnerable likely won't want to go uh, to a concert right. or a stadium or 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 a restaurant. But if they do, there won't be very many of them. And if they if they can be guaranteed that the staff and the other people in the restaurant or in the gym are all fully vaccinated, then then they might be able to come as well. So I think. The vaccine passport, which should be available as a plastic card with a barcode on it for those who don't have smartphones, as well as a, being a smartphone app. Um, uh, 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 if, you, if you had one that was forgery proof, and by the way, I think the federal government should have done one. Right. Uh, they should have made it uh, uh, privacy respecting, so the only information on it is your vaccine status. It should have been forgery-proof. It should have protected 
medical confidentiality. It should be uh, inexpensive and effective. Uh, but the feds dropped the ball on that. There's going to be a vaccine passport for international travel, uh, but each province is on its own. Well, Manitoba's gone ahead, and we've got a plastic card uh, and an app. The plastic card is a barcode. Saskatchewan doesn't. Uh, I'm not sure what the position in Alberta is. But if you're, if you're unwilling to... Uh, if you're able to have the vaccine, but you're uh, you're uh, unwilling to to take it, well, you're not safe, and other people aren't safe from you. So your neighbors who are fully vaccinated will be able to engage in activities, and you may not. I'll add one one further qualification: uh, you shouldn't be fired from your job because you're not fully vaccinated if you can work from home. Okay. On the other hand, if your job in, is in a long term care facility and you're or 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 in a health clinic or a hospital and you're you're changing bedpans and you're working closely with others masking and uh, distancing may not be possible max uh, masking isn't safe enough so you may have to find another job or you may have to work from home or you may have to do your university courses from home in order to protect the safety of others but hey it was your choice the vaccine's free uh, we should be giving everyone paid time off work to get vaccinated and having pop-up clinics. But then if, pe- if some people choose not to be vaccinated, well, a consequence of that is that they're, they're not going to be able to endanger others by engaging in certain activities or, or uh, accessing certain services. You know, I, I mean, you wouldn't believe the angry people that are uh, sending me text messages as you and I talk. There's a, there's a group of people out there who think that this is completely unacceptable. Um, as you said, it's a choice. Um, and the reality of that choice is starting to smack a bunch of people in the head. Um, the concern, though, is what, what, what about fairness? I mean, we've never been a country before where we have these kinds of rules where certain people can do things and other people can't based on, you know, whatever the case may be. Obviously, there's a fairness issue here. Well, first of all, it, it simply isn't true. Uh, you can't send your children to school unless the kids have been vaccinated. You can't drive your car unless you've got a driver's license. You can't get your driver's license unless you pass a vision test. Look, Shay, the, the, the essence of it is your freedom to wave your fist around in the air stops when it gets in the vicinity of my nose. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the alternative to vaccine passports is that none of us gets to go to a restaurant or a football game or a gymnasium or to take our classes online or maybe even to attend school. So uh, the, the point about the vaccine passport is that it allows as many people as possible, as quickly as possible, to resume life as nearly normal as possible. It increases freedom. It doesn't decrease. The alternative is that we stay locked down and shut down and that small businesses go out of business and that uh, nobody gets to attend uh, classes in person uh, or attend concerts. Yeah, okay. Uh, do you think, I mean, is the government working on this? Like you say, you were involved as an advisor in some capacity. Um, are we, are we going to catch up? Or I mean, we're so far behind at this point. <laughs> well, the federal government, uh, although it established a committee 
And although at least some of the people on the committee uh, favored having a national vaccine passport, because, you know, we're going to get them. And if if uh, well, the province of Manitoba has established one, if the province of Saskatchewan doesn't, then, hey, you know what's happening? Uh, I, there's a yoga clinic, and they're requiring proof of vaccination before you can attend in person. You can do their sessions online, but if you want to attend in person, you've got to have it. So it's going to be individual businesses. It's going to be individual provinces. Right. Uh, some of the vaccine passports may not respect privacy. Some may be easily forged, which, by the way, to- would totally undermine public health and safety if unvaccinated people can forge it. Uh, so we're going to get them. I think my view was that the federal government should have uh, devised the app, uh, made sure it was uh, it protected medical confidentiality and that and uh, uh, that it was inexpensive and and effective and readily available as a guide to the provinces. Well, the feds dropped the ball, so each province is doing it or not doing it. And uh, if Alberta doesn't do it, then. Uh, the Edmonton Elks are going to do it, and concert sure. promoters are going to do it. And already are. And some of this will be challenged. You know, someone may say, um, it's a violation of my human rights under the Alberta Human right. Rights Code. If you exclude me from a gym, a restaurant, a concert, uh, a sporting contest, or my job, and those cases will be adjudicated. And what the Human Rights Tribunal will ask is they'll ask, was it really necessary to exclude these people from the service, uh, in the, from service in the restaurant or, or the concert or whatever, the gym? And uh, if it was necessary to protect the health and safety of the other diners, the other students in residence, uh, the other people at the game, uh, if, if the vaccine passport does effectively protect health and safety, if there's no less restrictive way of you, I mean, the meal should be available for takeout for those who right. yeah, can't be yeah. in the can't be in the restaurant. So, um, if you can work from home and your employer fires you, uh, that's going to turn out to be a violation of your human right. Uh, you should be able to work remotely. If your job can't be done remotely, and if your presence unvaccinated is a threat to other people uh, or to the other your fellow workers or uh, fellow employees or or customers or clients or patients, then sorry, it is a restriction on your liberty. But uh, y- your liberty uh, is is not an absolute right, and the alternative is massive. The massive restrictions sure. we've had with with society virtually being closed, for a year isolated and, a half. and quarantined for a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. Uh, great. Arthur, I'm out of time. i got to run, but I appreciate your time this morning. Really nice talking with you, Shay. Yeah, you Have bet. a good Thanks day. very much. Um, a lot of you extremely angry uh, with what Arthur is saying. Uh, you got to understand, Arthur's not making the decisions. I'm not making the decisions. Um, the reality is, and you're going to have to face it, these rules are already being brought in all over the place. And you can be angry about it, and I understand why you are. Uh, you can think it's unfair, on and on and on. That doesn't change the reality of airlines, um, dormitories, some businesses. The list goes on and on and on and on. And there's more added to it every day. They will be challenged in court, and we'll see where they fall. This is just 
what's happening. This is the reality in our country, and we, we you're going to have to deal with it. If you want to get on an airplane, you're going to have to prove you're vaccinated. That's the way it is. That's the world that we're living in. And I understand why it's frustrating and upsetting. But yelling at me and Arthur isn't going to change it. We're not the ones making the rules.